listening to these programs, the second request is that we don't take parenting questions under the age of eight because they're usually skills how-to. And here is an awareness-based question. And the third request is to please be aware that once you ask the question, it will not be removed. So just be aware when you ask your question. We are excited and, as usual, looking forward to a so, should we say getting comments and questions? So, the number to call up is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And we really are looking forward to taking questions and comments. Our of Nissen. Yes. We'll, Who do we have? We'll start with Mrs. R. Mrs. R. Hi, you're on with Mordechai and her of Nissen. Hi, do you hear me? Yes, we hear you loud and clear. Okay. Um, this is Gary. I'm calling from Israel, so I can roll a night, but I hear your hotline. I said I'm not going to miss out my question. So wow, this is thing. really in the middle of the night for you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so first thing, I want to know if your book is going to come to Israel, too. Yes, Merit Hashem. So I guess thank you. Let's go ahead and announce it just for an awareness to everyone. Baruch Hashem, the book is now the second week out, and the book is called Mastering Relationships. It's about, first, mastering our relationships with ourselves, but then mastering relationships with others. And the goal is, to, uh, there should really be achtos, and call yourself achtos within ourselves, achtos in our relationships. And when I say achtos, achtos means taking two separate entities, making them one. That means it's based on the asoidus of Eish, Mayim, Ruach, and Afar, of fire, wind, the water, and earth. And each personality has a different nature, and we understand, we learn that generally we judge one based on the other. In other words, if I'm earth and I look at someone wind, oh, they're crazy, these people that are dreaming all day, they're not grounded, they don't take care of their actions. And if someone is wind, they look at someone earth, where's your creativity, just doing everything day in and day out? So let's recognize that this is an important part of us to go ahead and to recognize to get the achtas between ourselves, in ourselves and with relationships. Baruch Hashem, I got to say that I want to thank everyone that from what I'm getting the feedback from people that the book is a fantastic book. It's a fantastic read, and people are getting an awareness. I just had Matzah Shabbos, a 13-year-old bacha. I was touched when he came over to me and told me I was reading your book. I wasn't sure. He said, my parents gave me an option to buy a book, and I realized that I heard you on the radio, so I figured I'll buy the book. He says, and now I realize that I am really offer. That's why I'm grounded. That's why I do a lot of stuff. And I could see sometimes how I have a little bit of a disagreement with some, of, some family members. And I was beginning to understand, oh, they're also right. For me, that was like there couldn't have been a greater feeling to have a 13-year-old starting to recognize that it's not just one type of personality, it's not just my way, but to get a teenager at a young age to start recognizing that there are so many other natures out there and there are strengths to each nature, and I could learn how to master from that nature, that Baruch Hashem is something that we hope with Siyat HaDashmaya we will be able to continue. So you're asking now, will it be gotten to in Eretz Yisrael? So I'm just looking over here at the first page where they have the where it is and where it's published. And yes, Emeritus Hashem, it says distributed in Israel by Shifrati who, distributing. And it will also be Emeritus Hashem in England. I haven't found out yet from Artscroll when it will get there. I can speak to the Emeritus Hashem and I'll have more information next time because we've gotten a lot of requests when it will get to in to Israel, as especially to Europe, we've gotten a lot of requests. So, Hashem, they do have a distributor there, so it will get there. In Europe, it's Layman's, and their main address is in England. So, with Siata de Shemaya, it will get there. But I want to thank everyone here in the United States. I've gotten messages where they're sharing it with people, those in the hospital, and they're appreciating it. Some that weren't well, they just had a good laugh and doing it with some of the nurses. What nature are you? And it's like the little test. So it was nice to get that message that sort of lightened the mood when the doctors and nurses come in and sort of going, what nature are you? And they made a discussion. It, it broke that seriousness of when it's happening. So, again, these are little... Hello. Okay, hello. Hello. 
Yeah, it seems like we lost uh, one. We stay online. We seems like we lost uh, Rabbi Weinberg. Uh, okay. Okay, hold on, please. Oh, hello. I'm sorry. Yes. Hello. Yes. Oh, oh, Rabbi, you on air? Yes, I'm sorry. I, somehow I got muted without realizing it. I was talking and I didn't realize it. I'm sorry. I heard you all. Okay, so okay. please. Yeah, so I was just saying that the last, I don't know where we got disconnected, but I got a message recently from a person that was in the hospital, and they used the book to break the ice almost with the doctors, going, what nature are you? And it was with a nurse, and your earth, what was it? And once it was more of that emotional connection, then when they were discussing the medical stuff, things were easier, things were a lot lighter. Again, I just want to remind everyone the number to call up that you can ask your question is 718-683-5858, 718 Again, so thank you for calling up from Israel. Did you also have a question? Yeah, sure, I have a question. Okay, Go so my on, question sure. is Go like ahead. Okay, so basically when I was a 20-year-old girl, I had a very close friend. She was married. She was like 29. We had a very close relationship. It was maybe like too close. I loved her, and I think she loved me, and we were really like a lot together, and she was my neighbor. And we had a very, very good connection. It was very good for my life because uh, I never got too much love at home. So she was like a person giving me love, so I just liked her. And then Rachel got married. And when I got married, I went into a cloud of happiness. And I was like in the sky for a year and a half. I was like just happy and busy with my husband all day. And that was it. And after a year and a half, I just landed back down on earth. And I looked around, and I saw I missed my friend. I knew she was away. I have questions with her here and there, but I wasn't really close to her. Okay, so it wasn't so bad. The bad point was that she became very, very close to my sister. And this is the part that hurts me very much, because until today, I see her talking with my sister, going out with my sister. I tell my sister's phone how many times a day she calls her. I see my sister comes down and travels to my mother, and she says that she, her friend came to visit her. I hear a lot about her from my sister, and it hurts me a lot, a lot, a lot. I cry, I cry about it. So my question is, what am I supposed to think about it? So I, should I hate her, or what should I think about her? Okay, Ravnison, could you help out? I just, uh, I, I wish that if you can repeat the, the question, please. All right, so the short version is she had a best friend, and basically the one that's calling now all the way from Israel, she got married, she was on a high, she was building her life, and this friend became best friends now with her sister, with her youngest sister. And now when they're close and they're together, she's feeling very hurt. And she wants to know if she should hate her. <laughs> First of all, it's, it's, it's something... Uh, you, you know, I would say that uh, when, when you love somebody... You care, and you you had your own time. You have your your own time. Uh, you with your husband and your family, and you not owe nobody. You know, basically, and it's very. Uh, you have to be happy about your friend that find a good best friend that in time that you wasn't there. And I think that you have to if you love you if you love her very much and not add because the ego issue. I would say that uh, you would really, really appreciate that uh, your sister took over your new place and created a nice, and you can continue be a good friend. But the best friend is your husband, I would say. It's uh, it's painful. Right, but a husband and a friend are two different things. My husband is my husband, and a friend is a yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah, but it's a. Be- I tell I tell you that a matter of that. I know that it's it's hurting feeling that uh, when somebody like you feel that. It was so close to you, and right now with somebody else, I would say that's a little bit even jealousy and into it uh, uh, more than uh, it's it's emotion. It's it's something emotion that you have to get over. That I think I think that right now you build you you build yourself, and you definitely can continue to be a, a, a good friend with her and with your sister. It's, I don't see any right, good reason. she keeps on calling my sister, and she keeps on going out with my okay, sister. Okay, so uh, uh, probably maybe your sister more right, available. So let's go into that level. Let me ask you, for the year and a half that you were happy, I want to take along the thread what Reb Nissa was saying. Did you have any issues when she was close to your sister? 
Yeah, I didn't think she would become so close. I just, uh, I just okay, so she has connections. I didn't even realize I was so much on the high that I didn't realize that she gets good connections to her. Great. So let me ask you another question. How do we get you back to that high or to other relationships? Because we deal with this a lot. And we discussed so this many times when we were teenagers. How many best friends do you have besides for this one right now? Now that you've come back to this Zero. world. Okay, that's the issue. So just understand, it's extremely normal that we go through this question with a lot of teenagers, and that means as follows. When we have one best friend, and now that friend starts having others and starts making other friends, all of a sudden we're upset at them, and we're trying to control them. We try to hold on. And the real issue is that we don't have other friends. Therefore, what is healthy is for people to have two or three best friends. Because in life, relationships fade in and they phase out. I, so have, I have a lot of friends. I'm a very social person. I think the best kind of sure. even closer, but I wouldn't choose more. No. Good. So now your job is not to think about this friend for whatever reason, Mark as long as your relationships lasted for many, many years. It was great. And now it is time to make new ones. What would change in your life if now your focus is how will I make, since you can, Baruch Hashem, do it naturally and easily, how can you start making more friends? Okay, sorry, I missed you. I didn't hear the whole thing because I was disconnected. Can you say it again? Okay. Yeah, sure. What would change if you realize now that your friendship to your old best friend is not the goal anymore, now you're going to marry Hashem, be making new friends. What will change in your view? I have no problem making new friends, but what should I think about her that it hurts me? That's my question. All right, so let me try to explain to you what I'm asking. And I almost feel like our response is almost like when we're dealing with a lot of teenagers, that I'm answering A, you're, ans you're asking B, and then we're going back. So let's try this a little bit differently. What's my response to you? I don't want to say again. I'd appreciate if you say again. Very simple. You hold on to old relationships when you don't have a new relationship. So you're going to be upset at your sister and at that best friend that she stole your friend because you don't have new friends. But in reality, you're the one that dropped your best friend. You're the one that dropped her. You're the one that Baruch Hashem got married, but people get married. They could still keep up with their old friends. You are the one that chose to drop her. So now, but someone told me that if she would be a very close friend, she wouldn't have dropped me. She would know I'm in the high. She's not. She I'm, didn't I'm, drop she you. You dropped her. Change well, the words. I dropped her. But I got married. What did I have done? I got There is a balance. People get married and remain balanced. And what about what about feel air feeling? What do you think that That's she right. felt about when you get married? Isn't happy, you know my best friend get get married? I she, uh, she's happy, or she was jealous? Maybe she was get trying to get kind of uh, reaction from you, but it's it's Again, very normal. Right. So the goal is very simple. All we're saying first, I'd like you to hear our response. Mira Nissen's answer to you is as follows: First, make new friends, and then we'll see if you're still upset at your old friend. As long as you don't have any friends, you're focusing on the past. You're not focusing on the future. You're saying you could make friends, but you're not. Say that again, please. Making friends is not going to be easy. I had a friend that I liked her, and I connected with her. So that's your goal. So that's your focus. Do not focus on the past. Focus on the future. That's going to be your focus now. Learn to make new best friends. That is your job. It could take you a couple of months. And it's so easy to make best friends. Who said it's easy? It might take you a year to get there. But your old friendship, that relationship was terminated a year and a half ago. You just realized it now. So you sort of felt, lived in a bubble, which is okay, that I am now thrilled with my husband, and when I come back in a year and a half, everything will stay exactly the same. And that's not what happens. Life is a dynamic at all times, means it grows, it moves, it changes. Who you are today is not who you are tomorrow. Who you were a year and a half ago 
is not who you are today, and who your friend was a year and a half ago is not who she is today. Mm-hmm. So things okay, change. In a year and a half, a lot of things change. People that are focused on others, how they wronged me, how they did bad, and how it's not right, usually they're not moving to the future. And since you feel it's hard to make friends and best friends in the future, you're focusing on an old relationship that you actually chose to end a year and a half ago or to change a year and a half ago. I didn't think about it before. If I would have thought, uh, I Exactly. Have That's why your message is now creating an awareness to a lot of people that are getting married. Baruch Hashem, it's wonderful to get married. But remember that there are still other relationships that you have and to learn the balance. Keep close, so keep up with some of them. Is she married, your friend? Yeah, my friend was married when she was my friend, too. She was married okay. long before me. Okay, great. I yeah. think I think that uh, if you're starting, as, as Ramadha has starting making a new connection and you can really uh, keep also the best friend with with your friend again, but in a different levels. It's uh, the the mm-hmm. eye, the the ear and half of the eye with you with your husband is is the demolish. No, it's you build it slowly, slowly. Keep continue. Mm-hmm. So okay, can I ask you now. something else? Mm-hmm. What? Say that again. Can I ask you another question? Um, you know, how about we put you on hold? Just hold on. I know you're all the way from Eretz Yisrael. We've got another person on. We'll take Mrs. J, and then we'll go right back it's to you. Is that small, good with you? It's a very short question, question now. Okay, go ahead then. Okay, I hear you know, a lot of people to go to therapy. I would dream of going to therapy, but I'm very curious how people have money to go because it's very expensive. Try like, sending everyone to therapy. How do people have money to pay it? Very simple. There are lots of agencies and organizations that either they take a small copy of $20, um, some insurances are 40 and some are free. And they are all over Brooklyn, all over Nertusrol. I never heard about it. I would dream to go to therapy just for my son because I like it. And I sure. don't think I would. Go. Uh, They're all over. All over. Can you say names of someone I can go to? I don't know an Eretz Yisrael offhand, but if you were in the United States or in New York, I could tell you five places. There's Jewish Board of Family Services. They have a branch in Borough Park. They have a branch, two branches in Flatbush. But I, have no, got in, I, I don't have big issues. I'm a healthy person. I'm basically healthy. It's just that I like therapy. I agree with you. And they're free, <laughs> and they're covered by insurance. Yep, there are many of them. You've got, oh, hell, you've got, um, just thinking, there's Pesach Tikva in Williamsburg that has a branch in Borough Park. There are many places all covered by, in Lakewood, you've got Chemed, which has got like 35 therapists, and LCSC has like 35 therapists, and groups and everything. Sure, these are all either, depending on your insurance, if you're paying a copay or completely subsidized by the government, all over. Okay, I don't know if you'll have to research it. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah, I know it's very find answer. out. Yep, do your research. There are tons and tons of, of agencies all over. Thank you for that great question. Okay. Thank you for staying up so late. And let thank us go to you. Mrs. J. Mrs. J. Hello? Mrs. Hello? J, yes. Um, is on the line? Yes, yes. Yep, yes, you're on the line. Okay. Um, I like that lady that spoke about panic attacks last week. Yes, go um, ahead. Share with us a little about panic attacks. I had one. What does it come from? Well, let's understand how, what how, that is. How does it happen? How, uh, can it come back again? Definitely. But what started it? So you're asking great questions. That's how we start the process. And the process is by starting to recognize and identify that our thoughts and our feelings have an effect on our body. That means that that if you're in a place and you're being hurt or you're feeling sad 
and you bury it saying it doesn't bother me, if someone gives you a sharp comment, someone hurts you, someone attacks you, if that happens, it actually leaves a mark. And then, if you don't can it happen if somebody, it, it can happen if somebody attacks you? Of course. Yeah. So any oh, words or comments that hurt you, we need to process it. So for those that, as children, as teenagers, or when they get older, they learn how to process the emotion, how to work on it, and a large part of it is sharing it and discussing it, then your body will process it and it leaves the body. Now, what happens if you don't process that emotion and it stays in your body? And now, think of it like a garbage dispenser. It starts filling up, filling up, filling up. Instead of shredding it and moving on, it's stuck. And what happens once there's too much in there? Then the body explodes. The body starts getting anxiety, panic attacks, depression, fears, OCD, and a lot of other stuff that start happening. So when a person has a panic attack, the first bit that we start asking them is, what's going on? What are stresses in your life? What oh, you're supposed pains? to talk yourself out of it. Like well, the if you're talking yourself out of it, then you should relatively be better and not be getting a panic attack. If you're having a panic attack, those are messages of the brain. You have something you haven't processed yet. No, because when I had the panic attack, I talked myself out of it. Don't worry, everything is okay. Okay. And all of a so sudden, then, it like disappeared slowly but surely. Great. Baruch Hashem. But can it happen again? Well, you'll talk yourself out of it, or now you'll talk yourself. It shouldn't even start. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome. So it's nice that you just sent me a couple of messages I've missed, but one of them is I'm in therapy for over a year for free. I grew so much due to your awareness. Thank you. Thank you for keep on sending messages. Yes, you can be in therapy. There are agencies that will do it for free. Yes, there are people that will do private. I personally have a private practice. Why? It saves me a huge amount of time with agencies, with dealing with government oversight and all that stuff. So it would be a lot more time, and it's easier. But Baruch Hashem, there are agencies out there that are willing to go through the whole process. Reb Nissen, who do we take next? We'll take Mr. Y. Mr. Y. You're on the air with Moonshine, Reb Nissen. Yeah, I first of all, your awareness that you did to the firm is amazing. There are a lot of people that I know that went to therapy only because they heard it from a Hamish perspective. Therapy used to be, you know, more of a modern or gracious thing, and they see that it doesn't conflict with the tire. Um, the question that I have is like this. Thank you for a, that. Yeah, I have a child that uh, was born premature. So this is a therapist that comes to work with him in the house, and she's really the best in that line. The problem is she, she's like 65, 70, she's almost a year. She has an extreme boundaries issue, which means she gives unsolicited advice in many areas that are not related, such as why are you cooking meat? Don't you know meat is unhealthy? I'm a vegetarian, but not like as a, you know, passing going further. She'll hag you about it, you know. You should ask your rabbi, you know, you're killing innocent chicken, or she'll come an hour before this mound when she knows we're from people. I, I know I heard you saying you're not going to your in-laws this week for the Sabbath, but I'm coming anyways. It's like... And she's there. And the problem is we need this person because we don't have another practitioner and isn't someone available to work. At the same time, you know, all our hints of saying thank you very much, you know, we live that lifestyle different than yours, entitled to your opinion, it's not getting anywhere. She's just like hogging our space, and we don't know how to say where to go, so to speak, because we need her services. So what's, what's the way to deal with it? <clears throat> Rav Nissa, what do you say to this first? Again, Zev, sorry, just I, I, if you can repeat the question, because I'm not... Sure, he's asking a fantastic question. They have a baby that was born a preemie, and they have a therapist, which is a, best, which is a top therapist in that area for what they're having the therapy done. The only issue is that this person, this therapist, is very, very opinionated. So she could say, how are you cooking meat? She's a, a vegetarian. It's wrong. Ask your rabbi. Like, she's not someone that just does her therapy, comes and goes. She's actually someone that's very opinionated and in your face. What should they do? Uh, it's like, uh, again, I, it's, you take the question like this, are you trust her so much? 
and she take take advice or just go and replace her whatever we're all the best I, in okay, my so the, pro- the problem is the problem is two things first of all from a skills perspective my kid definitely came a long way that's one and I, we had others that didn't do the job I, I, the other the other issue is that the hacker of boundaries and it's a lot different than when you have a co-worker who's you know who's telling you what to do I don't like your tie because here you mamish need this person Where, uh, maybe it's a codependent issue, but we might feel that we don't believe anyone who replaced would be as good because we had our bad experiences, the burnout with therapists who came and were on their smartphones the entire time or, you know, taking a half-hour parking break and doing a 10-minute session so she doesn't have that problem. But at the same time, you know, if we're going to go to her and we're going to tell her, you know, I really feel stepping on her toes, she might drop us. So, like, how, what's a nice way, basically, of saying you're overstepping your boundaries, we appreciate your skills, doing great work, but that's not really, you know, We're religious Jews, and we're obviously going to have meat, and obviously we keep, you know, the Sabbath, and obviously we're going to do things our life and just bug off. I think you said it all. In, in my opinion, uh, Mordechai, uh, you, you are the, the, the one in the field. If somebody come to me to my profession and, you know, just said, I'm not agree, it's not my test. I cannot build, I cannot build this uh, according to you. I can give you the advice. And I said, you know, I back up, and I said, this is your life. And continue this I think that definitely it's a, it's really a breaking uh, the in my opinion breaking the 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 rules of a therapist is it I'm wrong definitely uh, let, let's put it this way let's take your question out of if she's a therapist or not and just welcome to the way of the world which means everything is a cause and effect is a price let's look at your options you've got several options but one of the options are you telling her something setting the limits what are the two options that will come that can come from there let's go to two extremes option number one is option number one well, is she'll get so ticked off she'll draft the case that's right that's the one extreme option number two is she might actually keep quiet we might be the first person to put in the place that's right so there is something called as a new book we just had someone call up about the different natures that are out there there's the age my ruach and offer offer which is the grounded one is extremely opinionated they will say it but what's interesting about offer is they don't mind when you confront them as long as it's done in a respectful way but you're solid so the classical example that we have in each chapter it starts with How does the nature cross or get to the other side of the wall? So there's sort of like a, looks like the Great Wall of China. And you've got Eish, Maim, Ruach, and Ofer on one side. How do they get to the other side? So Ruach flies over it. Eish, there's like a tree that it burns from one tree over the next. Water will find a crack, will slip through. Ofer, straight through the wall, makes a hole in the wall and gets to the other side. So if she's an offer energy and you're not ridiculing her, very likely she will accept it. Okay, On the other how, hand, right. you don't know how it would be. So that's one risk that you need to recognize. That's one side. Now let's look at the other side. What are the other two options? Let's say you remain quiet. What are the benefits and what's the other side to that? Um, the, the benefit is to try to finish up the term through the summer. And then talk to uh, in September, see if there's maybe um, someone else better. We could always say we want to change. We want to see varied skills approach, not one type of practitioner. Maybe the phone that could take it from this level. We feel that we stagged out this practitioner. Because I feel, I heard from other people, I don't know how it would work if you were ever. Okay. I'm um, sorry we lost the guy. Uh, please uh, oh, call, call again. Yeah. But this is really... Well, let's even discuss this. Yes. I just had this. I'm saying we have this all the time of this, and don't you make those decisions at work sometimes? Yes, definitely. That's why I'm saying this. People come to me, I said, I, I'm sorry. It's not what I'm told, you know. And uh, we're just trying to work together and find the, the, the golden way. But definitely when you are professional, you're not giving you, unless it's really something like a medicine problem or something like that, You don't give you the opinion about it you're supposed to be objective and trying to bring the the family or you know in this case the family if in my profession I try to find the the right way to build or to do something and the the right budget and to to fit the 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 creation to the person that is standing in front of me in front of me yes exactly. 
So that is choices that we need to make. We hope you. We hope that professionals usually have supervision, and like a person like that went to an internship where people put her in her place. On the other hand, it's also possible, like he said, she's like 60, 65 years old. That has been many, many years since she was an intern, and she is now a, let's say, supervisor, and she's used to giving her opinions, plus being in that role of her nature. Let's say if it's off or it's grounded, it's solid, that's the way she's acting. And yes, if someone puts her in her place gently saying, please, let's focus. We like you for your work. Are your religious opinion or your personal beliefs, please, we do not discuss that here. And I wonder if that's something that can have the conversation with her nice and sweet, but still firm. And it's a choice that everyone's going to have to make. I had today, just share with you a similar option. I was at a certain store where someone claims they gave me change about two weeks ago. And it was a question of $10. And I showed the person I don't have the change of $10. I pulled out, I got the change. I said, look, here's a change you gave me. I even pulled out my wallet and even took out, let's say, almost like showed my pockets. I do not have a $10 bill. You didn't give it to me. And the person gave me a $10. Then... Today, I went to that store again, and the person tells me, you should know that I did the entire calculation at the end of the day, and my numbers, I was off by $10. It's not true. I gave you the $10, and you shouldn't have whatever. (laughs) Rav Nissen, isn't this happening all the time? I'm at a store. Me and you can afford $10, Bar Hashem, but about the principal. It's what really, do you do? It's really the principle because you know that's, and it, uh, uh, first of all, it's it's accusing you of something that you don't do it, you know, but uh, that's right. it's it's something that uh, really uh, happened every single moment, you know. That's the right. People people accusing me of uh, many times accusing that I I, you know, for example, when you build something, and oh, you you build the wrong stuff, you bring material with all this. And you don't, you know, because, oh, my neighbor said this, or my friend said so, but it's happened to us. The question is, are we standing it in, you know, are we standing about, our, uh, behind our profession or by, by uh, you know, it's very tough to, you know, that uh, this lady that uh, 60, what is 60, 60 years old? Yeah, he's saying she's probably between 60 and 60. And yes. she's an expert in that area. So, yeah, so it means like that she's very, very uh, highly thinking about uh, about a way, and it's my way or the I way, you know? That's <laughs> right. So I'll tell you what I chose to do. So I was at, let's say, another register, and I gave, happens to be, what I liked, I gave the person a 20, and the person is telling me, okay, so, ten, so, you're, so $10 you're giving to pay back for the money of last week or two weeks ago. I go, no, 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 no. I am choosing to give $10 to that person because Baruch Hashem, I can afford it. But I am not saying I owe that. I showed the person. I did not have $10 on me. That person is an employee. It was taken out of their salary or they're so overwrought over that. I don't mind choosing to give $10 because it's a doubt. But I am not giving because I have to. If I have to, I'm not giving the $10. Absolutely not. Happens to me, I thought about it a little later in the day, and I realized what we should have done is, or a better option is, to actually go 50-50. means I get $5, and that person does $5. But again, the concept is we need to know what are our rights, and we also want to recognize that there is sometimes about giving in. What's the greater good? Right? Right. All right, we're going to go to Ms. W., Hello? Hi. Um, I have a question. I'm 13 years old, and um, I have a little problem. I I have a problem listening to authority in school sometimes. And my, my principal recommended me to go to... Um, oh, let me ask a... you something. Is your parents okay with you calling? Does your mother or father around? Yes, I got yes. the permission. Ah, okay, great. Thank I you. Wouldn't, I wouldn't put it there. <laughs> Yeah, I know. She doesn't sound like she's 13. She sounds very mature and very confident. I wasn't sure if you assume she's 18. No, no. I... Thank Go you. Go ahead. Sure. Um, sure. I, my, my principal recommended me. She wants, she, she wants to send me to... There's a teacher, a high school teacher, that she, 
she worked for a lot of years, and she stopped working, and she, she understands teenagers very well. And my principal That's recommended cool. me to go to her. And I, I feel, like, very uncomfortable. I, I told you before, I, I have a little problem listening to authority. And now she wants me to go to, to this lady, and she... And the the lady's gonna explain to me and talk to me, and I feel very uncomfortable, and I'm not sure what to do. Can you give me okay. some advice? Sure. How do you find calling me up and asking her of this and our opinion? Do you find that controlling you? Um, no, but it was my opinion to call you. Now my principal's not really giving me a, a option. She's telling me what to do. I, I would rather listen to someone if they ask me, would you want to do this or this, and then I would pick, then I would rather listen to someone telling me what to do. That's right. Now, welcome, first of all, to the human race. That means everyone is like that. That is why the Rabbi Nishlelem gives us Bechira. Mm-hmm. He gives in front of us a Chayim, as a Toiv, as a Mavis, as a Ra. Now, let's get some concepts here and tell me if you agree with this theory of this. I'd love your help with this because this is, he's excellent with teenagers. So let me share with you a concept that I get many times people coming in either for marriage coming into our center or sometimes teenagers or sometimes even an older person, but they're a push to come. What I ask the person is just give me 45 minutes. If you choose to stay, Merit Hashem, we will be successful. Hopefully, we'll be able to work things out. If you choose not to stay, I will be the one to say that we can't work with you, so you don't have to get blamed. I am willing to take the responsibility for that. Now, let's understand what I'm referring to and how this will pertain to you. No one appreciates going to someone if they don't think they need it. However, part of adulthood is that there is times when we don't want to go somewhere, but we go. And when you do it on your own, that's called responsibility. So classic example is many times kids, I don't want to go to school. Why do I have to go to school? When I'll be an adult, I'm not going to want to go to school. That's not true. Adults don't either like to go to work. Adults like to sit home just as much as kids do. But adults understand there's responsibility. Adults see the benefits of going to work, that it shapes me. I am more of a person. A mother is going to be doing her roles of the laundry or taking care of the house or whatever else the kids are going to be needing or creating the rachnius environment, whatever should be needed. And today's the mothers that are working, and they will both. They would much rather not do any of that. But responsibility means that we do on our own What's the right thing to do? So now let's go ahead and take this to you. You might not want to go to this person. That's understood. And that's why you're still a teenager. Now, what we hope is that you will go to this person and you'll say, oh, wow, this person, she is so good. I could really connect to her. I could speak to her. And now you will be able to recognize and use the maturity that you're calling up with and saying, you know what, I do have an issue of authority. If I don't figure this out, I will continuously to have problems or bumps with teachers, bumps with the principals, bumps with friends, bumps with my parents, bumps with older brothers, sisters, or older brother-in-laws and sister-in-laws, because authority is part of nature. And if you're having a difficulty with a part of a nature, then you're going to be bumping into this place. So it makes sense for you not to want to go the first time. It makes sense for you to see the first time to say, oh, either I like her or, you know, there's potential. Maybe I'll go again and we'll see what happens. It makes sense for you to go several times till you develop that connection that you're willing to open up. We call that in the therapy world the therapeutic alliance. So what are you hearing so far? And I'd like to hear how Rob Nesson would say that. So I, I see that that. It's, it's normal for, not, for me not to want to go the first time, but then once I'm there, I'm going to start feeling a connection with and I'm going to understand. Of That's right. Now, if she's going to be this lady that doesn't connect and right away starts talking to you like we had this caller, the last caller about this some type of therapist that she's busy giving opinions, you're going to say, I don't want to show up. But chances are if the school's referring to someone, then this person is someone that teenagers like speaking to. 
she really has that connection, you'll feel she really understands me. Mm-hmm. And you might... I want to ask my question uh, that's thank you uh, how yeah. you listen to your parents i I do listen to my parents but why in, why in i I respect them okay so maybe you respect the the person that they refer to you and right, probably I, i I don't know the person that she wants okay. to send me to and um and it seems like you're very very uh mature and very understanding. Exactly. And you have the ability mature. I feel like I'm talking to an 18 year old yeah, even have... understanding this concept do you know how many times we have 16 and 17 year olds that they go by I don't want to go and they're just stuck in that my needs you're able to hear the other side right away I'm very impressed with your maturity level thank you yes from this so you wanted to say that she might actually like trying it out just once uh, yes I would say yeah, that uh, it definitely and uh, you know it's it's like what you call uh in 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 our in our you know adult life many times you're doing something that it's not so you like you like it but you have to do it especially when you have a you know authority telling you do do whatever you know what you listen to me otherwise you find yourself outside and uh, this is something that you have to take in consideration if principals say to you go to talk with lady this lady to talk with lady and hopefully and I believe that you They know what we're doing okay thank you so much no problem you're very welcome that is beautiful yes and the number to call up we'll, to ask okay. your question we'll go to another oh. miss w okay with another the parents we'll yes. just give everyone also with the parents permission yes permission permission okay great and the number for those who like to call up is seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. Ms. W, you're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hi. Me? Yep. Um, hi, I'm 14, and I have a problem. I want to go to sleepaway camp, but sometimes my parents don't pick up the phone, and I, like, hyperventilate. I start thinking, like, what's happening to them, and I... Oh, wow. Really... That's a good question. So your parents are right around the question that I'm asking? Yes. Sorry. Or, your, or your family members right around? I just want to ask questions. I want you to be comfortable that, that what I ask is okay. So let me ask you a question. Is it just now that your parents, so is there a way that you get worried, or is it times two? I'm sorry, I can't hear. Mordechai, is something right, wrong you, with the line? Just a little bit slow because the line was not shopping. Ah, okay, sorry. Let me try this again. Is it... Oh, just when you're thinking about going to camp, that your parents aren't there, that you're worried? Yeah, because I never work. call them. I never call them when I'm home. They're always home when I'm home. Okay, but are there other things that you're worried about? Let's say if you ever go on a day trip with a yeshiva somewhere. No. Or if your parents go on vacation and you're staying with an older brother or a sister. No. 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 What happens if you're, what's the security? The security is always knowing that your parent is there? Yeah, but I don't know. Can I, can I, I ask you, I'm the youngest. What? The youngest kid in the family? No. No. Do any of your other brothers and sisters, let's say siblings, have a similar issue? I don't think so. Okay, let's try some little tools, some little techniques. There are many different levels. Let's start with the simple ones. If you close your eyes right now and know that you can have your parents right next to you telling you we're okay, how would you feel even if you don't speak to them? I have a very wild imagination, so I would keep on telling myself I'm just imagining it and, like, overriding the... Good. So, let's, so, by the way, recognize your strong imagination is what's helping you. It's also causing you some of the concerns. So the way we deal with overriding strong emotions or imagination is we actually create the feeling. Can you close your eyes now and feel what it's like having your parents next to you, even if they're not next to you? Okay. 
I want you to feel it. Okay. Are you able to feel any bit of it? A little. Good. One other step that people do is you take an item, let's say a key, let's say something that your father has, I don't know, a button, things. But if you can have with you sometimes feeling security, so some kids have that, whether they're going, they're sleeping, let's say six-year-old kids, sometimes you'd give them, let's say, a parent's pillow or anything that the parent has just next to them and they feel sometimes like an item of clothing, could be even an undershirt, just holding, just next to them, you feel the security for a couple of nights, then they don't need it anymore. Do you think that would give you, I'm just asking, do you think that would give you a little bit the security feeling yeah. I have the next week? Because realize it's a feeling, it's not real that you have the fear. It's not about it's not about like feeling. I just imagine like they're not picking up the phone because they're because this and this happened and and by the time like right. I finally reach them, they're already like ten things already happened to them in my mind. All right. So now let me ask you again the question: How many times do you find this thought, this mind of yours, thinking sometimes the worst situation besides for your parents? Do you have that? Do you have that other times? Um, occasionally. Good. Can you tell me where the occasionally where your mind jumps to? Um. I can't anything now, but when I think about it, I remember like sometimes, like once my mother told me something before she even told me what it was, I was already in my mind like something already happened, like something that could have happened, but in the end didn't. Okay. So just be aware that there are simple, there are tools when you work at, let's say, sometimes with a therapist or someone that's a little experienced, how to help ground the mind. When you get those thoughts, to first, let's say, this is now the CBT, the Cognitive Behavioral Method, to know that nine out of the ten thoughts are for sure not real. So let's first calm down those nine aren't real. That's one step. What can you do to reassure yourself? When you start having that wild imagination to ground yourself, to think about something calm, to put yourself in a peaceful place. In other words, the mind, you don't say stop thinking bad. You want to start thinking about good. So you want to start thinking about, oh, see that smile on your parents' smile on their face, how happy they are, how proud you are, how you're telling them what a good day I had today. I learned well, or I was good at sports, or I spoke to a friend, or we're schmoozing with a counselor. When you think about their positive thought, this is how happy they are, this is their smile, it makes a major change. What would happen if you would put in that positive thought instead? Yeah, maybe it will help me. Uh-huh. Because your mind is creative. And when we get sometimes at night, sometimes those fears that we have, or, we, or sometimes we project it onto others, and we want the safety of our parents. Just want to remind people the number to call to ask your question. The number is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Five eight five eight. So let's go back to you. What confident images can you put in, knowing that your parents are safe and strong? It could be malachama watching them. It could be that your parents have police right around them. Could be your parents have a gun. Could be any thoughts. Could be as we were saying before, the positive. Are you sharing about your day with them, and they're smiling? What would be the point that would put you at ease? Uh, yeah, just like Kashan was watching them. Excellent. So now put in, close your eyes a moment and feel the feeling, feel the image of Hashem is watching them. How do you feel with that? Okay. Good. What, what's the feeling? More secure. Say that again? More secure, like that nothing can hurt them. 
Excellent. That's exactly the feeling. And once you feel that, then you're not worried about them or worried about what's happening in camp or things like that. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Sure. You're welcome. What, what are you getting? Let me ask you. Let's just share the number again. What are you getting from this conversation? The number to call now when you have availability, so ask your question is 718-683-5858-718-683-5858. What are you getting from our conversation? What are you noticing? That once I overpower the negative thoughts with positive ones, then I'll feel better. That's right. I think that someone is someone or something is protecting them. That's right. Now, I'd like you to notice, watch what the brain does. There is one issue that you're concerned about, that you are going to be in camp at night. You might call your parents. They might not answer. Your mind will start thinking the worst things. Who knows how strong what's happening to them? And look how you're worried now means today, are you thinking about how happy you were in yeshiva or what you did with friends or getting ready now for tests, regions, whatever is coming up? You're not living in the moments, not, not you, just sharing for you to recognize that when we have one problem in the future, if we don't know how to deal with it, we can start worrying about it now, and you can now worry about going to camp, which we're a good month away from camp, and you're, now, you're worried now and it's affecting your day now. I'd like those listening to recognize that. This is an awareness about emotions. Emotions does not deal with now. Emotions does not deal with reality. Emotions are feelings. If we're worried about one case scenario that's likely, not likely to happen, that's something should happen to your parents when you're in camp, and even if you're around them, you still aren't really protecting them, right? Does it make a difference if you're in Brooklyn or you're in camp? Either way, your parents are safe because they're safe. Right? right? Mm -hmm. So what I'd like you also to walk away with and to recognize, and especially to those listening, that when we can create safety, our fear is, Chas our parents won't be safe, create safety, even if it's in the future, but to the emotional part of the brain, it works. It is accepted if the person doesn't have severe issues. And what happens with that now is you can start enjoying the day. So I would ask you again, what is something that you can do? What's something that you can appreciate about today? Now that you got the camp feeling safer, what can you do then? Uh, appreciate more about, like, stuff like that I did good in my day. Good. Tell me, can you share with me one or two things that you did good during your day today? Knew my final. Excellent. Good. What else? And if I do like this with my therapist about other things, does it would it help? Well, it happens to be I tried two, three little things with you without recognizing. I tried a little cognitive behavioral CBT. I see you didn't enjoy it that much. Um, I tried mentioning about doing a little exercise, like taking a button, some option, some item. You weren't really going to that line. The minute I created it was more the inner child, the subconscious type method, that is something that worked well with you. So you want to find out if your therapist has experience in these type of modalities. They're very different. It's relatively a new system. Okay. So you can bring it up with a therapist, and this is something, just for an example, not that you should come to us in the center, but just sharing to you understand, like for those listening, like this is what our specialty in the center is more the inner work and the subconscious work. There are fantastic, great therapists out there for cognitive and behavioral method and exercises and worksheets, and that system works for many people, and some people go very well with more of the subconscious. So when I was asking you, like, different techniques or different tips, I was willing to see which one will you bite, like think of the fish, which one will you take? And the one that worked the best for you was just imagining that your parents are safe. That worked, Baruch Hashem. So that's the question is now, you can ask the therapist, do they know how to help you with visualizations or imagery? Oh. Okay. I... Thank Got you. it? Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. And I appreciate also that you're able to recognize 
once the concern about camp or about the safety of your parents is at ease, you're able to appreciate how you did on your files today. Great, great awareness. Very smart, very intelligent. Such a pleasure to be speaking to such 14, 15-year-olds that we're having over here, 13-year-olds that we're having on the call today. The number to call up is again 7858 You, you you basically eat the the nail in the head you know just uh, you find what uh, what the what the problem was there. I think it's it's everybody has this some, some small problem like this you know worried about and but I think that I think that if she can do it even without therapy she can just starting basically you plant the seed in her head That's right. You plant the seed on the head and uh, she will can uh, she can uh, continue and grow it up. Thank you. Mr. W, you're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hello? Yes, hello? Yes, Shalom Aleichem. Oh, first, uh, thank you for all this free information. I'm enjoying your hotline. You're welcome. To your hotline. Sure. I like this question answer. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so I'm a teenager, and I called you last week on J-Root radio program. I asked you about Austin Friends. Yeah. And you asked me if I have a problem when I'm with myself alone. Okay. You remember, you remember this question? Two weeks ago. It's, yeah, I was. Yeah, I guess it was two weeks ago. I don't remember. Surprisingly, I usually remember questions of years ago. I'm not sure. I need a little bit more something to just remember. I asked you that when I'm with friends, I feel I could feel very good with them. But once I'm alone, I start doubting. Maybe they're not my now friends. Now I remember that. Yes. Now I remember your question. Yes, I do. So you asked me the first thing, if I have a problem when I'm with myself. Yes. On the first minute, I answered no. But throughout the, the next week, or you said two weeks, I start seeing that this is the, I think that uh, this is true. I have a very big problem when, I, when I'm alone. Beautiful. Nice awareness. Thank you. Yes. Wow. So, and I start seeing that, Maybe this is the key. <clears throat> I, I yes. find myself, I really enjoy when I'm dreaming, when I'm alone, like I would have friends or... Yes. Beautiful. So now, let's take it a step further. So now first, that you're aware that there's an issue of being alone, what would you say is now the next step. What do you think would help you if you'd be comfortable being alone? I don't know. Think that's about a, it. If a person is comfortable being alone, not... what changes? Excuse me? What would change if you'd be comfortable being alone? What do you mean? I would be happy because, in fact, I, I think that I'm, I do have friends. But once I'm alone, like when I come in in class and I see that there's a big um, uh, uh, schmooze and I, I'm not there, I find myself that I'm alone, even if I know that they're my friends. Good. Hello? Let's take it to you. What would change <clears throat> if you would be comfortable being alone? Think about it. If you would be comfortable being alone, what would change? That when I will be alone, I won't really be so worried about that. I feel Let, that I have friends. Good. Let me give you a little bit more information. All right? Len, this way it will be a great awareness to everyone. 
a person, let, let's take her up, Nissen. You know, I'll share with you an interesting story. Oh, but there is I, someone. I wanna, hello? Go ahead. What? Yes. I want to tell you first, I do have friends. It's not um, a person that I, I don't have friends. We know you do. Person. You said that you have friends. You said your issue is when you're not around the friends when you start doubting yes, yourself. Yes. And I found now, myself that I really, I mm -hmm. like to, like, I like to dream if that I will be around with friends. I mean, I like to think yeah, about that. Recognize the one... Do you know in Perky Yavis, who I quote this all the time? You need to have the two levels. First, I'm ain't anili mili. Means if I don't have myself, which is what you're lacking. And then on the other end, kishani me when I'm alone, mo We need to have the balance. You have to have the ani, and you also have the have, kishani me if I'm alone, I'm nothing. You need to have the group. Both. And you've mastered Baruch Hashem making friends. What we need to get you to master is the other way. We need to get you to master the strength, being comfortable being alone. Because you know what happens? Think about this. When a person is happy and strong and confident being by themselves, what changes in their relationship if they don't have friends that minute? But when I, find, I come in, when I found people, I find people, I mean, I'm in the I'm in the group. My friend, forgive me for saying this again, but you're being a teenager. I'm asking A, trying to go to B to get to C, and you're going right back to your question. Okay. You're talking about but when I'm group I'm feeling good. But your problem is when you're not with the group, you're not feeling good. And okay, we're right. trying to help you to feel good with yourself. And you know what you're doing? This is the third time you go right back to your question. Okay, okay. You got it, my friend. So let's try to stay focused, and let's think in solution-oriented terms. All right? What yes. would gain, what would you gain? This is now not for you to feel knocked down. I just want you to realize the fourth time I'm asking the question, and don't go back to when you have friends. What will you gain when you will have strong be within yourself, that you can be yourself happy with yourself? Not think about having friends, because then you're not with yourself. Being happy with being yourself. What do you mean? I'll, I'll enjoy it. I'll what? really enjoy when I'm going alone. What? How, what will you enjoy being by yourself? Why should a person enjoy being by themselves? You will find value to yourself. Correct. Now, what can we do for you to find yourself that interesting that you want to be with yourself? What do you mean? What are your strengths? What would you say about yourself that you enjoy being with yourself? When I'm by myself or when I'm with nature, I feel complete. I feel happy. I feel relaxed. I feel peace. That's what I feel when I'm with myself. When I'm with good friends, I feel excited, I feel energized, I feel belonging, I feel one. So I enjoy both energy. Times I want to be with friends, times I want to be on my own. <laughs> what would you change by you if you would enjoy being by yourself? That I'll enjoy the other, the other part, the other good part that I'm with. Like when I'm in nature, as you said, when I'm with nature, I also like nature very much. I really like, like nature, but I always have this problem. So when I won't have this problem being alone, I will enjoy the other, the other hand. Yeah. Did you ever look at the mirror and say, look at yourself, what do you think about yourself? Nissen just said one of the no. most sharpest words out there. And almost every internal type therapy where they do the two, three-day trainings, sometime during that training, they have everyone look in the mirror and they have you say the words, I love you, and you're talking this to yourself. And usually the first thoughts, people start getting out those negative thoughts, no, I don't. I don't like myself. I can't stand it. I hate it. I hate my eyes, I hate my nose, I'm bad, I did Averis, I didn't daven well today with Kavana, I wasn't nice to this person. 
and the practice is say it again, I love you, I accept you just the way you are. Rav Nissen, genius. <laughs> and you know what? One thing that I would really definitely uh, recommend is take a piece of paper and start writing the good things about yourself. Beautiful. This is, it's working all the time. Beside it, I, I always believe to connect ourselves to our Ebishter, to Kadosh Baruch Hu, yeah. and working about it. So, how do you think this will help you? Hello? Yes, I, I can't think how this will help me right now. Maybe when I'll do, I will do it, I will understand. What do you mean? I should look in the mirror, or I should write it down, my strengths, yeah. and then, when I'll be with and myself, yeah. I, You'll I start won't thinking feel that, the I, that I don't have friends. Yes, I do have friends. Yes, yes, very likely you won't. Yeah. Write down your positives, say it to yourself, start looking in the mirror, and start saying, I love you. What will change? I'll be happy with myself. That's right. And that's our goal. Okay. So so what do you recommend? I should be I should go to the mirror and or write it down? Or write yeah, down my go strength? to the mirror three, four times a day. Or if you could get on it's different kahilas you have to deal with or speak to your off. For an example, that could be an issue. Sometimes looking in a mirror, I know in the Chesida Shavelt, it's not that acceptable to look at a mirror, but that's for different reasons. But for therapy reasons, they usually allow that. Or you could just take a picture of yourself. But for those that are not in those kahilas, try to look at yourself in the mirror. And instead of attacking yourself or knocking yourself or this has to change or that or I got a pimple or this is too big or too small, just say, I love and approve of you. And give yourself a big smile, you know. This is very yeah, important. Yeah, well, you do it with a smile, exactly. <laughs> okay. Excellent. And then once you have yourself, then with Siata Deshmaya, you are comfortable not needing to ha have others. So you could like being with others, but you don't need to be with others. So my exercise is, is, is this two things, to look in the mirror and to write it down and yep. say again and again that I love me. Yes, even though it sounds funny and even though you can have negative thoughts, the first 10 to 20 times you have negative thoughts, then it starts, then it starts believing, oh, maybe I do love myself a little. Yeah, I'm pretty good because I did this and this. I did that today. I did that yesterday. I'm going to do this tomorrow. Okay. Good. I can't watch you, but I can hear the smile on your face. Just this in itself already changes. Correct, correct. That's right. You got it. And I, I would add a, another another sentence, you know, just uh, if we know, and uh, we know that the Kadosh Baruch Hu loves us and He creates us as no such any mistakes, and if He loves you, and you have to love yourself, and that's no question about it. Yep. That's right. All right, everyone. Thank you all for calling. Appreciate it. And we and look you forward, for you. Hashem. You're welcome. Wow. Thank, thank you again you very, for this wonderful much. program. Thank you very much. Amen. Yes. Be well. Call to.